This is the Wine Me, Dine Me podcast. Forget the etiquette. No rules, just real talk. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I am um, grounding myself <laughs> after a crazy weekend. Crazy, crazy, crazy weekend. I don't know that I could do more than two two days in New York at the pace that I just did. It's like we hit it hard. We went big. We went all out. And my body is paying the price right now. But man, was it fun. It's going to be a detoxing week for you. <sighs> yeah. What did you say? Starvation? Starvation <laughs> starts now. Starvation starts now. Who did you go with? What was the reason of the trip? Yeah. So we went, it was just, I mean, just a spontaneous thing. I went with two of my best girlfriends, Julie Livingston, who's a photographer in town and we love traveling together. We've traveled, you know, Lake Como together, anywhere we could do work and play is fun. But we, um, St. Lucia, St. Thomas, we're going to Bermuda coming up, but this was strictly play and no work. Um, I didn't know that I was a tequila neat drinker until uh, the mulberry on Friday night. <laughs> it went down easily. That's one way to get her on the dance floor. Or dancing on the banquettes like I was doing. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so it was just girls weekend. So we went to some of the hottest restaurants and bars and um, stayed at our my other friend, Elise Cullen, who has been a long-term friend. Her husband is represents the ownership of the Wall Street Hotel. And so we had an incredible experience there. Highly, highly recommend in the financial district. Beautiful. So we were treated like queens. And um, yeah, I'm already dreaming about going back. Mm, your pictures are beautiful. The amenities that I'm obsessed with Santal. So seeing that that was your shampoo conditioner. And I was like, what? I know life. It was amazing. I didn't get into the bathtub, but totally should have. (laughs) It it was great. You need to go. When was the last time you were in New York? Mm, It's been at least a year and a half or so. Oh my God. That's too long. I just love the energy and the people and the design and the restaurants and the hospitality and just the whole experience. I feel like it's like a little mini retreat. It is. And I, it was funny going with my two friends who one is an artist painter. She was actually recently an artist in residence at the Gibbs Museum of Art. Her work was just on the cover of Spoleto last year. She's super creative artistically with a paintbrush. And then Julie, you know, has a background in interior design, but is a photographer. So she's got an eye for art and design. And so between the three of us, it was really interesting to see how we were processing and absorbing all the design inspiration around us. I was seeing something totally different than they were seeing. It was cool. It's amazing. And going with those type of people who can see art and design and you can all kind of collaborate, even though you're all doing different things. Right. It's just good inspiration all around. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, perfect segue into what we want to talk about today, which is how travel inspires design and how we craft the event experience. I love that. And we talk a lot about when we're starting our design decks and presentations, it's so hard to just sit down and be inspired with the whole wedding. 
but it's the travel right. and the experiences. And you're like, for example, you sent a picture of a menu at a really cool cocktail bar and you're like, this would be perfect for this client. So you just never, never. know. Yeah. You, you never know. And I think, you know, one of our questions that we ask our clients, our new clients, when we're trying to pull design elements out of them is rather than focusing on like what design elements do we like, we want to know what inspires them and often and and how they travel. And so often when they start talking about their best travel experiences or the most beautiful place they've ever been, that's a great opportunity for us to just dive in a little deeper. It might have been a hotel lobby. It might have been this setting and this place and um, this delicious meal they had. And then we're like, okay, what about that was so amazing. Mm -hmm. So it really, that's kind of, I think the heart and soul of where our design comes from. I totally agree. And even restaurants, the way they light it and all the candles that helps really take a look at the event from that interior design perspective. Because we yeah. do say it's like building a house for a day yeah. and then tearing it down. And that's exactly what it is. Exactly. I did. I send you the picture from um, my dinner on Saturday night of the cocktail tables. Was this with the cute little my drop napkins or was this different? No. Oh, my gosh. You have no. to send it to me. It is the coolest thing. They were these like floating cocktail tables. But beyond that, it was how they were illuminated and lit and the shadows they cast on the floor. Oh, oh. It was so, so many good. different projections with lighting. And we already work with such a great company. It's nice to be able to speak their language and yes, say exactly yes. how we want these tables lit. Exactly. So, and in fact, yesterday we went to an immersive art experience. We wanted to go see the Chagall um, like immersive art experience. It wasn't playing. So we saw the Into the Cosmos. It was space uh. and I don't know. It was really cool. But when you were in one of those exhibits, every single square inch is an interactive light experience. And the two girls I was with, they were like, wow, you should incorporate this into our events. And we're like, if you're coming to our upcoming parties, you're going to see these things. And Just we've already done it. <laughs> Just wait a second. It's actually, I would say this is a year two of projection mapping being really, really big in the event industry. And it's one so cool because you can use it to direct guests, you know, yes. to go from one area to the next and make it like a full transition and surprise element. Uh, exactly. One thing I really want to do, I saw a couple of months ago w using projection mapping was this table linen, the design of the table linen then melted into the floor. Mm. And the floor was the same pattern. That now that's luxury. I wanted how who who who. <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> and you want to do this, call us. Yeah, this 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 would be. You don't ever see that. That would no. be like a wow and very thoughtful design. I love that. Well, talking about kind of, I want to build off of what you just said about transitions and surprises. One of the best things, and I, we experienced this in New York, and, and I think this is just kind of like New York in general, you know, you could be dropped off at this random address and you're like, there's no way in hell there's a Michelin star restaurant behind those doors. Then the minute you open it, it's like this wow experience. And then it doesn't stop there. Friday night, we went to Chinese tuxedo, which is unbelievable. Highly recommend. Mm. But when we were complete with dinner, then they said, do you want to go downstairs? We're like, didn't know there was a downstairs. There was a whole underground bar and DJ downstairs that was just brilliant. 
It was so much fun. And and I feel like we've long structured our events in that way. That's part of why we love like the tenting possibility or any opportunity where we can create a faux wall, mm-hmm. something that could be revealed. But, you know, we don't like just one ballroom where you're dumped into a room and everything's unveiled. It's got to be a progression. Yeah. You don't want to show all your cards at once. And I think that's what makes New York so cool because at night you just see this little door and yeah. you're like, you have no idea what to expect, but you know, it's it could be amazing. And then it's just the music, the hospitality, the vibe, the service, everything. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't say enough about it. And and, and when it does, that feeling that you get. That feeling. Is, it's like a, another boost of mm-hmm. like, wow, and wonder. And in our last podcast, we were talking about what our ideal client seeks. And it's that feeling, you know, people aren't going to remember the flowers necessarily. Right. They're going to remember the excitement and that feeling that they get from these experiences that we get to design. And that's our job to do this research and to feel these experiences to provide it to our clients. Exactly. What are some other fun experiences you had design wise this weekend? We'll start. Let's just start with like the whole entry experience, the arrival experience. So hotel lobbies, what are you smelling? What are you touching, feeling? Is it a cool towel? Is it a hot tea? Is it a, you know, the aroma is huge. And we, in this past year, we started seeing that come into event design. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With that whole hotel collection diffuser, I actually really love that trend. I do too. I think, I think it's so elevated when you walk into a a luxury resort or spa experience. It's that aroma that overtakes you. So noticing those small little details that make you instantly feel like you're in a luxury environment. Yeah. It's almost like they're touching on literally all of your senses to create right. this five-star luxury experience. Right. So how do you, you know, as a host, how do you make sure that your guests are feeling those warm and fuzzies? Like, you know, you walk into your room and who doesn't appreciate a handwritten note Mm -hmm. that says, dear so-and-so, welcome. You know, we're so glad you're here. And then there's just a little treat, just a little treat. And maybe as instead of just one welcome gift, maybe it's like nightly turn down service treats. Nightly reminders of we're thinking about you, we're caring for you, we're glad you're here. Just something to make you feel like a true guest and not just a number or another hotel room. Right. It's being pampered, being thought of every single step of the way. So I think that is, I notice those things every time I'm traveling. You know, you could do custom robes, custom slippers. I don't know. I love even this is so easy to do, but like a door tag for all of your guests that says so a party cute. to party. Love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. But then that's also cool because when you get there, especially if you're a guest that doesn't know anybody, being able to see that on the door, oh, I have a friend here and here, and yes. then I'll meet him at the wedding. And then, you yeah. know, we can walk back together. Yeah, exactly. I think it's great. Other event ins- inspiration, like cocktail bars, we already kind of touched on this, but we went to, what was it called? Um, oh, we went to Overstory on Saturday night. Highly recommend amazing cocktail bar. Actually reminded me a lot of Citrus Club at the Dewberry. Hmm. Just kind of had those like, I don't know, retro vibes. But that was the place that I sent you the menu from. I loved that. Oh, God, it was so cool. It was shout out to our June bride. You know who you are. It was (laughs) pink. 
with the red text and it actually had a really cool elastic cord on it with a tassel. It was just so cool. But beyond the invitation design, the titles of the drinks were so fun. So cute. And then I, what I loved is the bartender attire. I'm always looking at what they're wearing. Uh, I really, for this coming year, one of the things I want to see more of is people making their bartenders part of the decor, Mm -hmm. you know, more than just more than just like the apron, you know? Right. And then also the lounge settings, the little, I love like the tucked away intimate lounge settings and the intention behind each and every one of those. Were they all kind of like different in their own way? Like, was it all the same tables in these bars or was it different chairs, little Vistro table here? Like what made that so different and cool? To me, it was more about the intimacy. So Mm -hmm. providing an opportunity for intimacy in a large setting, mm-hmm. I think is really cool. I don't know. I think people like appreciate the opportunity to sit down and visit, especially when they're traveling for an event. They haven't seen a bunch of these people in a long time. It's just nice to give them an opportunity for, I don't know, some intimate moments. And it's cool. It's beautiful. It is cool. And you can still have the club vibe, but also hear each other talking. If you yes. have, and maybe that's, we bring that in through drape or whatever it is, just a section right. off. Right. Like if you can't, if if custom building, you know, these alcoves are out of your budget. Yeah. Drape is an easy way to do it. We even were, we even designed this one after party I love where it was like fringe dividers between the banquettes. So it gave you that like elusive, sexy, you could see what was going on in the next section, but it was still private, you know. Very, very, very cool. So I was very inspired by like the lounge and the after party vibes. Have you been to Casablanca in New York? No. So that's one of my favorite bars. It's just like the ones you're talking about. It's a little door, but the it's a very exclusive vibe to get in. So it sounds similar to just being that VIP and people knowing who you were. But you go in and I mean, the servers are all all in all white, like white, but like formal white silver trays passed everywhere. DJ's up high, but it's a super small bar. Great service and experience. Dark lighting. It's awesome. So we should go there next time in New York. You would love it. Okay. Adding it to the list. The other thing is just the intention of the the music that was played Mm -hmm. in every single place. So we got to go and see our buddy Lucas, who DJs at the Mulberry. Awesome spot. He hooked us up, made sure we were treated like queens and um got us a vip table right next to him so it was so fun to visit with him and he's coming to charleston in a couple weeks to do a party for us and i could not be more excited but he played it was all disco and oh i love disco and that was what he has to play that is their vibe but i think it's really I think it's really cool how, you know, just like we break down every single element that these restaurants consider every single element and they don't deviate from that. And it sounds like he can really check the temperature on the room and mm-hmm. like gauge what to play next. Like that's a good DJ. Yeah. The vibe going, see what people are into. He did sneak on uh, Murder in the Dance Floor. <gasps> My favorite. I know. I thought of you. I love that song. It was so good. But even like he was giving us, you know, drink tickets all night, but down to the, just the paper drink tickets, everything is branded. Everything Mm. is so intentional. And that is how I drank a lot of tequila neat. (laughs) And here we are. It's 
Happy Monday. We're drinking <laughs> water today. My eyes are a little puffy. <laughs> <laughs> but all worth it. Look at all these design ideas you're coming back with. All worth it. I know. Exactly. So let's talk about like going the extra mile and like making someone feel special. So before we came to the Mulberry, you know, the doorman knew who we were. The, you know, the cocktail waitresses knew who we were. Everybody, I felt like, knew who we were when we were there and then treated us incredibly well. So talk about, Allison, why don't you talk about like what we do um, to make people feel known and seen and how we can prepare our venues and our vendors for success? Mine is just the day-to-day of us checking in and doing our calls and getting that face-to-face and getting to know more about their family and friends that are coming. We really prepare our production team to know every little detail in the faces of our clients and the wedding party and all the little important details. So we put together a Facebook, if you will, page of everyone's profile, a little bit about the bride and groom and the couple, anything that could be used in conversation, making sure everybody in our team knows them by name. It's just those personalized touch points that Mm -hmm. we as Reagan events day of, even if our client has never met them, it's like, wow, she knows who I am. That's really special. Right. Yeah. So the Facebook has their picture. Everyone's Mm -hmm. picture has maybe like few quick little facts about them. And then also if there are any nuances Mm -hmm. of that, we need to know like, okay, severe nut allergy. That's a basic one. Or, uh, I don't know. Give me another one. It can be as little as everybody making sure they know if the dog's in the wedding, the breed, something funny about the dog, the name, Yeah. anything that's close to them, it would make them smile. Or, or like maybe like we just had uh mother of the bride is running for the president of the United States. So, you know, like that's that would be good to know. <laughs> that would be good to know. Or another nugget, especially that's really good for photography teams is mom and dad are divorced and do not speak. Like mm-hmm. we need to make everybody aware of these family dynamics or, you know, room is estranged from dad or something, you know, there's always dynamics that are sensitive in one way or another that we need people to be aware of. Just, it goes a long way when people yeah, are- Even if it's like a grandparent with a health issue, like knowing yes. what they've gone through or they can't walk and we just assign somebody to be with them all night, make sure they have food or in a quiet space, whatever it may be. Or or it could be like talking about the fun stuff, like Father the Bride loves Laurent Perrier. Mm. And so their welcome might include a glass of Laurent Perrier or you know, going the extra mile to be like, wow, they listened and they right. heard me and this is over the top. Exactly. Something so simple can be over the top. Yeah, I agree. So there are pictures, um, little tidbits, and then we do the same for the clients. So for our clients, they're about to show up. They know us intimately, but they don't know the 50 people who are about to be on site. So we give them a little cheat sheet, Facebook that shows them the faces of our team, people they've never met. And then we also show them the company names and faces of every vendor who is going to be on site. Mm-hmm. Some people like to be able to thank people by name or just to know. It's also nice for them to see like, oh, wow, there are 50 people who are going to be here for me. Right. You know? I'm important. That's the yeah. goal. Yeah. So... It's it's nice. Nobody likes surprises. Nobody likes walking into a room. I wish I had like a little um, you know, you know, like in the 
movies, the royal movies, where there's like one person whispering over the queen's ear. That is so yes. and so. I can be that for you. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. You do help me. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> that Hi. is the mother of the bride. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't, I'm just I don't, joking. That, that. Just joking. No, but it sounds like that's how you were treated this past weekend. And that's what made your experience so special. Yeah, it it was. It was. And it's just, again, the littlest things, but it all goes back to making someone feel seen and heard and important mm-hmm. just by like recognizing them. Right. That's it important. doesn't have to be like, I don't want chocolate dripping in gold. I don't know. That <laughs> chocolate covered strawberry. <laughs> Not not the standard. Make it different and special. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about restaurants and the dining experience. Mm-hmm, my favorite. I'll start. We went to Crown Shy on Saturday night. It's a, It has one Michelin star. The food was outstanding, but you know what? The service sucked. Mm, the service, that's interesting. It was so bad for and, and just in general to be a well-reputed restaurant, but to have a Michelin star... Our waitress was amazing. She was busting her tail. And at the end of it, we told her, we were like, hey, we see you. You're doing an amazing job. And she came back to us and was like, if you could let the management know, that would be great. She was so clearly stretched thin. Mm -hmm. And they need to know that. I mean, we got seated and we waited for a drink order to be taken. We when then we waited for the menus to come down. Then we the the time between each course was entirely too long. Mm. And then to just finalize things when we were waiting for our coats at the end of the night, we were waited for like 10 minutes. They couldn't find them and they kept bringing us the wrong coats. It just was not okay. And when you're at that level, everything needs to be like clockwork. And we think about this too when we structure service is whenever there's downtime, you want to offer a drink or some kind of touch point to fill the downtime between courses or, you know, toasting. It's so very carefully timed out. And I can't tell you how many times I have to correct the order of dinner service when a caterer was like, first course goes down, then wine service. I'm like, no, 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 no. Wine service as guests are seated, then first course goes down. Right. I mean, it is our job to anticipate all guests needs and be, be 10 steps ahead of them because exactly. like what happened that completely alters the experience. Like as soon as I get up from my table, I would expect my server to have my coat ready for me. Yes. And that's an experience I had on our last trip to Austria. We went to a place called Marazunzone and it's a two-star Michelin restaurant. It was the most amazing dining experience I ever had. It was 16 courses. Wow. And just like you mentioned, a little door, nothing you know, I didn't know what to perceive from the outside. Very modern, contemporary looking. You go in, everyone's in a green jumpsuit. They look like chemist. So that was already mm. a talking point. Already took the coat before we even walked in. And then they take you to your table and it's just in block letters. It just says menu and there's nothing in it. It just says menu. And then he comes and he's like, I'll take those. Are you ready for the experience? And you're just like, what is coming next? Then they bring this was bizarre, a grocery cart to the table with all the ingredients that were going to be coming in the next courses. And they just say, are you allergic to anything in this grocery cart? Mm. And so your mind's just going for events. Not that we would bring a grocery cart to a table, but it's like, is this a roaming caviar station? Is this like a huge Parmesan rind that we're doing a pasta to your table? Like, yeah, yeah. they brought a seven foot rolling cheese display where you got to pick any cheese and they freshly cut it for you. It was just insane. 
I think the right client who understands that an experience like that adds time to your dinner, let, let's do it. Why not? Or that goes back to, you know, the, the small dinner party experience that we love so much that you're not weighing how much time do I have left for the band in the bar? Mm-hmm. You could be there all night and enjoy those over the top things. You know, we we actually, what about that table side uh, beef carpaccio that we had? That was so cool. That was and that so was, cool. We've never seen any wow factors and we should never have to be thinking what's next. No. Yeah. Yeah. You just get totally lost in the service. If you're mm-hmm. lost in the service, that's great. Listen, it could be as simple as, you know, like a decomposed soup where they bring the little couple and it's got like your chopped up vegetables or whatever. And then the chef, the server comes and pours the liquid over mm-hmm. top of it. It doesn't have to be crazy. Or even simpler, just folding your napkin over your chair for a 300 yes. person wedding. Yes. That, that goes a long way. I mean, that's something that, you know, we do as a team is during dinner, like when the dance floor, the tables, everything gets so messy when people are up and out of their seats. And so one of the things that we do throughout the reception is straighten and and tidy and keep things neat. And and people notice those things. Mm -hmm. And you never know when they might be taking a picture. You always want to make sure it's up to up to par. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that dining experience sounded amazing. It was. You would have loved it. It was really cool. And are they re-silvering and, and re-glassing? Oh my gosh. I've never been so re-silvered. And it was like <laughs> a little silver, I guess it would look like a little um, square escort, escort card holder. And that's what the fork and knife went straight up like you were on Chopped. And it oh. would just be like a fork and a knife or just your spoon straight up. It was just a little thing. It was so cool. But the, yeah, the cool. service, the wine service, the water service, pulling out your chair when you had to go to the rest, everything. Wait, I like the I like the fork and knife presentation. That could be a really fun element to never do. seen anything like that. Mm, the I love scallops that. were like br- grilled and branded with smiley faces on them. Like everything was just I've never seen before. I was actually at one of the cocktail bars we were at. They were branding the cubes as they were putting them in the drinks. And he was doing it so much easier than that event we had, remember? <laughs> where struggle. we had some, <laughs> we struggled. We struggled. We tried. We struggled. Talk, talk to me about like your Greek travels and how that's inspired some. We're, we're doing a welcome party right now mm-hmm. that is very Mykonos inspired. You are Greek, Alison mm-hmm. Antonopoulos. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am Greek, but I go to Greece often. I used to go all the time with my family. But yeah, I mean, having a client say we want a Mykonos Beach Club environment, like you can Google that and find some. But when you're actually there and experiencing the friendly ease back culture and the DJ and the Taverna styled menus and the colors and just really how simple it is. There's really not a lot in Greece that goes into any of these restaurants. It's just a simple table, great service and beautiful views. So it just made starting that design process a lot easier having been there and experienced that. And I mean, I say that with all of my travels, even in Austria, coming back and showing you little new table lamps I saw, or we talk a lot about the monochrome fashion. Fashion's always big over there. And normally I like to see what's headed our way. So everyone's wearing monochrome and you're starting to see that in the table settings. So just looking and seeing what other restaurants are doing around the world. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to point out the fact that a luxurious experience doesn't have to be expensive or over the top. It's, it's about 100%. the feeling. We keep going back to the feeling. Obviously, we were just talking about your bajillion course lunch with the incredible service, but 
I love, and I think a lot of our clients also resonate with that relaxed, rustic um, dining situation. And I don't want a 16 course menu every night, every now and then it's a wonderful experience, but I like to feel like family when I'm sitting. And Mm. that's how I feel when I'm in Greece and Italy, just that I'm sitting at their mom's table and they're cooking for me. I love that. And you know what? That's actually a question we ask our clients too, when we're trying to get into design is like, if you were to entertain, how would your friends expect to be greeted? What do Mm. the, what elements do they expect to experience when you are entertaining and let's pull those in. Mm-hmm. That's so you know, important. And if you want the best of both worlds, if you want a high end dining experience, but you also want to feel like you're at your mom's table, do the informal, warm and fuzzy, cozy, comfortable on Friday for your welcome event where everybody, you want to have a, an inviting environment for everybody to meet sometimes for the first time. Right. It's always a little tense that first night. And most yeah. people are traveling in right before. Yeah. So let them let them be relaxed. Let them be comfortable and feel like home. And then if you wanted to elevate it the next night, by all means. Mm-hmm. We I love, love it that. All. And a lot of our clients do that too. Yeah. For me, you know, as much as the design is exciting, I think the number one thing for me is service. I agree. And it's, and a lot of time that comes on us to have like, a pre-con meeting with the catering team on our expectations before. I mean, every planner and the experience we're trying to provide is different. So it's up to that team to kind of adapt to what we're trying to show. Yeah. And beyond the caterer, you know, depending if it's a resort and and we want to have that turndown service, like we had talked about earlier today, you know, we need to talk to the head of housekeeping. We need to, we need to also talk to the butler or the maitre d' or, you know, whoever is in charge of that welcome experience. We need to talk to them. Um, so getting all hands on deck. And and the thing to remember is if you're dealing with people who are in that luxury space, they take their jobs very, very seriously and they want to go above and beyond. Right. You they know? do. Yeah. They get joy so- out of seeing their guest happy. Yeah. Like we do. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> so it sounds like we need to um, book some more travel. I think so. Never travel enough. No, I I do want to go back to New York now, but though before spring, I'm always down for New York. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. It's, so quick. it's, so it's quick. such an easy trip from Charleston. So easy. I feel like that's all I've got. Well, I think that was good. I think it was great. Now let's start, let's start designing. (laughs) Let's do it. I'm so inspired. I'm truly so inspired. This was a great topic today and I can't wait to see what we do this year. What does that Yay. Cheers. Cheers. 